This is the happy hour. You guys going to happy hour? Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Cleary. C is for chunk. On 93.7 A Ticket and theticketfm.com. Good afternoon. Happy Thursday. This is the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Whew. It's a Emotion- busy day. Emotional day. It's a busy day. It, emotional evening last night. Um, we had a little get-together, and that was emotional towards Rosie's. the end. Shout out Rosie's. Yes. That was emotional towards the end. Emotional day today, saying mm-hmm. goodbye. I'm not, sad not, I not couldn't say goodbye, but you know, yeah. just I'm sad you know I couldn't stay longer last night at Rosie's, but you know, I Ellie did. was Ellie was tired. Yep. I got KJ to hold was KJ. About to lose it. Yeah, you were excited to hold KJ. I don't and know I if anybody. I don't know if anybody here knows. Nick apparently is a big baby guy. As soon as K, he goes, is KJ awake? And we're like, no, he's asleep. And he goes, oh, I want to hold the baby. And we're like, okay, what whatever, dude. As soon as he wakes <laughs> up and Rachel's holding him, Nick goes. <gasps> KJ goes, give me the baby. Give me, come here, come here, come here, KJ, come and, here, and come here. Me and KJ just kind of went off. We were watching Clemson, Iowa State, and it was it was. He's all a very. Chilling. Everybody kept saying he's a very chill baby. Absolutely, he is. Uh, you wouldn't have thought that from the, for the last I don't know like eight minutes, eight minute drive home because he was not having it. But yeah, very chill yep. at Rosie's. Yeah, very very chill. While at Ellie was the opposite, and she, she was, was wilding, running. Everywhere, <laughs> and she wanted to say hi to everybody. And her version of hi is punching people yep. in the back. She she came up to me. Well, you guys came up to me, hit me. Yep. I acted like I didn't hear her, and she goes, "Hey," and yep. she hit me a second time. And I was like, "I better, I better pay attention to her because yeah, she's very she's gonna intense. Know. She's gonna be mad." But uh, I also got her to say, "Dolphins suck." So, and she said, "Shut up, Sipple." So we're <laughs> on a great path. So yeah, far. Sip made the made the trek out. It was last very. Night. It I was have wild. a picture. If anybody, okay. Anybody listening, I have a picture of Sipple holding my child. If yeah. anybody would like me to post that, I need texts. <laughs> I need comments on the Sarder Heyman Jewelers video stream on Facebook, <laughs> YouTube, and Twitch. I'll post this on Twitter. I'll tag Sip. I'll let you guys see Sipple holding a baby. As always, 402-464-5685. It's going to be a short segment, this uh, first one, which is totally fine, um, as we went over because uh, we were saying goodbye to Tom, all that good stuff. It was necessary. And then, oh, absolutely. Wouldn't change it. And then 2.30, we will have the tip jar. So send us whatever text you want in there around 2.30, or in the second segment, I should say. We'll, we'll get going there. Um, but, yeah, no, just, just a really emotional day. Um, excited for the future. I, I want to make that very clear. Excited for the future. Mm-hmm. Excited for the future of, of Happer and Schaefer and Tom and, and excited what they get to do now. Um, but, obviously, there's a part that's sad um, because it is saying goodbye. So... Um, glad I'm glad you guys are still around hanging out with us for the full day, wherever you may be, and uh, ready for the uh, rest of your Thursday. One-on-one with, D- with DP will be exciting. We'll announce our new lineup right at 3 o'clock. That's going to be a really, really fun. We'll uh, keep you updated on Nebraska women's basketball as we go through. They are playing Michigan State on the road right now on the Big Ten Network. So if you're hanging out at home, keep us on your Alexa device, any of your Google device, um, anything there. 
but you can always have BTN on mute. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nebraska, undefeated Nebraska, is down 13-8 early on in the first quarter. Remember, all you, have, all you have to do is say, Alexa, play 93-7 <laughs> the ticket. You had to do it to him. I had to. Had to do it to him. It's all you have to say. Like we said, 402-464-5685. We'll talk a little Husker hoops here um, in a second. But first, Thursday's our day to give away a care basket courtesy of Beatrice Bakery. And and this is a really cool thing um, to do every single week. You guys, uh, you know how to get involved as well. Head over to theticketfm.com if you have somebody that you want to nominate for a care basket. This one um, for this week comes from Becky. She would like to nominate the staff at Lincoln CHI Health St. Elizabeth for a care basket. She says they have just worked as hard as anyone has during this pandemic. So we will get in touch with them. We'll deliver a, a couple cakes, a care basket over to Lincoln CHI St. Elizabeth. Um, I, I remember I went over there and I, I've delivered one to the ICU over at CHI Health or St. Elizabeth. And it, it was really, really cool. Um, just and it was um, interesting to see, Rico. In all seriousness, we kind of have it easy compared to those folks. Oh, we over definitely there. have it easy, and and it, it really is eye opening, um, especially during this time. So uh, we will get in touch with those good folks over at Lincoln CHI. Appreciate Becky for nominating. Once again, go to theticketfm.com. There's a little tab you can click on it. Nominate somebody that you think um, should receive a care basket courtesy of our good friends at Beatrice Bakery. All right. Yeah. I've got some friends who work in the medical field and some of the, some of the stories that they're able to tell that they tell us, uh, or tell me is just wild. Like, especially now during the, during the pandemic and these last, you know, two years now really of, uh, COVID and, and, you know, the, the lack of beds and just people coming in just extremely sick is, is just, it's really eye opening and it's, it's kind of scary. So, uh, yeah. They they deserve all the love and and the the help that they can get. Absolutely. All right. Let's uh, let's talk some Husker hoops, Rico, because they do have a game on Sunday. They've do, had. Do they though? As of right now, they do have a game on Sunday against Ohio State. Ohio State had to cancel their um, previous game this week because of some problems with their program. They say they released a statement. They feel like they're going to be ready to go by Sunday. So let's keep our fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. And Nebraska gets to play a basketball game on Sunday. Because I wonder how many people they'll have. Also, another thing um, to think about, the COVID for, uh, forfeit policy, that, those things came out from the Big Ten earlier this week, I believe. And it was basically just because a team can't play, it's not an immediate forfeit. So um, for those Husker fans hoping that teams cancel so Nebraska <laughs> get maybe gets, gets a couple conference wins, wins, that's not necessarily the case. But – I wanted how to. They re- like Nebraska you, had well, to go through it last year, year, and that is not. Yeah. You do not want a team going through that. Whether it's a team that was or that is, you know, as not good as Nebraska was last year, or a team that's as good as Purdue, like you do not want a team to play that many games in that little amount of days. Like that is mm-hmm. extremely tiring, and that's not safe for your body. Like to play that much in that short amount of time. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, one thing I, we haven't been able to talk about it this week, but I was, I'm curious to gauge your guys' thoughts. Nebraska's non-conference woes are very, um, eye-opening when you look at it under this staff. So I was actually going to talk about this on Tuesday with, with Jacob Padilla when we talked to him. Um, but he kind of, he had other things going on with the Metro tournament and everything and, and there's nothing that new to talk to him about, so we we kind of gave him the day off there from coming onto the show. But he high did, school shot clocks, yeah, exactly. 
he did a deep dive into the Huskers' non-conference play, and and it's not great. Uh, Nebraska is one and eight against other high major teams in non-conference play. Rico, do you know the one team that Nebraska, the one high major team mm-hmm. that Nebraska beat in, um, in non-conference? This is this is disregarding conference play. What year was it? Two thousand nineteen. I'm trying to remember teams that they played. High majors, so that's Big Ten, Big 12, Pac-12, SEC, mm-hmm. Big East? Yes. Wasn't that? It's mm, a Pac-12 school. Pac-12, okay. Washington State? Yes, Washington <laughs> State. Washington State in 2019. If I remember correctly, that's – don't count me on it. No, no, no. It's Is it the one that they played in that high school gym in South Dakota? No, they won that one. I'm going to have to look no, that. That, that was against Pen- Oklahoma State. The Sanford Pentagon. Yeah, that was they, against... They won that one, I believe. That was Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is who they played. Oh, then they lost that one because they only have one in high Yeah, they, they yeah. lost um, Nebraska-Washington State basketball. Yeah, because that was... that was It was exciting because... Was that... That was going to be... Donovan Williams was going to play in that, but I think he tore yes. his ACL before the season. That's right. That's right. Um... Let's see. Do you know, can you guess who led them in scoring? Nebraska? Yes. 2019 team. 2019, he finished with 19 points, 7 rebounds, 0 assists in 34 minutes played. He was here for one season. Yeah, I don't the teams are all I I can't go ahead. Hanif Cheatham. Hanif, Drake's best friend. Hanif Cheatham. He's overseas from, playing. Yeah. From um Florida Gulf Coast? Florida Gulf Coast. Yep. From Canada. Drake's best friend. Yeah. So, uh, let's see. Okay, where where were we? So it, it made me interest it made me interested in just Nebraska's woes, not even conference play, right? It's non con. And we, we talked about it at the beginning of this season. Nebraska there were there were a lot of high um hopes and expectations for Husker basketball and, and we felt like it was for right reasons. Mm-hmm. And we felt like they, we had reason to believe that they were going to be able to shoot the ball better. <laughs> Funny. Shoot the ball better. They were going to be able to um, just figure out what they wanted to do on offense. They had an idea of what their plan on offense was. We always knew that their rebounding problems were going to be apparent um, and they were going to be undersized. But that's mm-hmm. kind of how Nebraska always has been in the Big Ten. You right? thought that they would be better at defense because that's about a communication and feel and this team actually spent time together. Yeah, uh, as opposed to some of the previous Fred Hoiberg teams, so you you believed that their defense, it, although as you said with rebounding, which is a big part of defense, uh, it was going to struggle. You believed that they would be better than they are currently. Yeah, but I remember before the season began, I believe it was the day of the Western Illinois game. There, we were looking at the schedule and we did a little exercise where it was. There's a way that Nebraska could be seven and zero, right? Heading into that five game stretch of death. I'm I'm looking up their schedule here so I can because it was seven and zero either going into or six and one or six and one going into their first conference game I believe one two three four yeah so we were thinking okay they can either be seven and zero heading into NC State or they can be six and one if they lose to Creighton because look at I mean you look at it down the line Western Illinois you felt like you should have won mm-hmm. right um. Nebraska beat South Dakota. They were 
what was it, four and two going in? Yeah. Five and two going into NC State. Mm-hmm. They were down big against Creighton and clawed their way back. And there was a point yeah. where you thought, oh, wait, like Nebraska might actually beat Creighton this year. Here. And uh, they spent all of their energy coming back. So it was just, it was futile towards the end. Yeah. And so now you kind of just have to have this downward spiral against, you know, NC State, Indiana, Michigan, Auburn, Kansas State. And then you have a kind of a bye game against Kennesaw. Well, now. You're sitting here. Nebraska is six and seven, and yeah, six and seven. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. And you begin this conference slate of Ohio State, Michigan State, Rutgers at Rutgers. So the rack's not an easy place it's to a play. Hard place to win. Illinois, you're going to have a size disadvantage with Kofi Coburn down low at Purdue, who's a top five team. Mm-hmm. Indiana, Ohio State, Wisconsin, Rutgers again, Michigan. And then, oh not to mention, goodness. you'll finish. Not to mention, you'll finish with Maryland North at Northwestern, Iowa, Penn State at Wisconsin. That's what you finish with. That there's a couple games in oh between my as well. Goodness, there, there's no breathing room. And when you talk about a margin for error or trying to find the games that you look back and you go, "Man, you would have really liked to have that one." That's that whole non-con slate. Mm-hmm. You would and, have and really t- liked to have gone undefeated, or you know. If you have loss, if you have losses to to not this like this Creighton team has shown that they're actually pretty good this season, mm-hmm. but you had them on the yeah. ropes. You should you might have should have won that game if you didn't shoot so bad at the beginning of the game. The NC State game, you probably should have won should've with the foul won. at the end, the non non called foul, um, and then you know the other non con well, games were kind of the the high major non cons were yeah, yeah. little. Well, it's not even for me personally. It's not even a fact of you didn't win. It was you didn't show up against Michigan, you didn't show up against Auburn, and you lost a game in Kansas State where you turn or forced so many turn you forced twice the amount of turnovers, but did not score any points mm-hmm. off of those turnovers. Where Kansas State, if I remember correctly, forced eleven turnovers and scored twenty two or eighteen points off 20, turnovers. I think it was twenty one. I think it was twenty one. Thank you. And so you're sitting there thinking Nebraska. Had opportunities, right? Western Illinois should have been a win. You would have liked to see them be able to knock off a good good NC State team on the road. You would have liked to at least see them show up against Michigan, but they fold and go 102-67. You would have liked them to see at least show up against Auburn, 99-68. And you feel like they could have beaten a Kansas State team that was not shooting the ball well, but you were shooting it so poorly that you still lost by nine on your home floor. It's it's really a shame when you look back and you look at, once again, another theme, missed opportunities. Because we talked about at the beginning of the season, if this if this Husker team wants to be or wants to be um, playing towards the end of the season in terms of March Madness or NIT even, mm-hmm. they were going to need to get those games in the non-conference. But like Jacob Padilla kind of wrote and outlined in his article on HaleVarsity.com, Nebraska is not successful – in non-conference slates under Fred Hoiberg. And and it's always been games. And this goes back to before Fred Hoiberg also. There's incarnate word in there. There's other games that you should have been able to uh, to win at home, but there's always that one slip-up. And it feels like every time Nebraska has that one slip-up, everybody worries that this thing might be falling off the tracks. Well, now the NC State game kind of was the game that spiraled 
downward downward for this program. There were two ways you could have gone after NC State. There could have there, you could have gone, you know, the way that it seems they have gone and spiraled downward after a tough loss and and think, oh, woe is me. We should have won that game, but we didn't. We're not we're not that good, and and just kind of feed into it and and you know lose your shooting touch for multiple games. Or you could have gone with the you know we stuck with a pretty good ACC team and we should have won that game this proves we can stick with almost anybody that is on our schedule currently yeah let's go out there and show everybody what we can do yeah you're absolutely right and so like I said you can look at it two ways once again now and have holy crap we have a loaded conference slate coming up and it, it, it hits us right away starting Sunday or you can use that opportunity word again and just do your best to not have it be missed opportunities again. There's there's opportunities ahead, and Nebraska can take advantage of them. And you you can buy into however much you want into that Kennesaw State game um, with the with the attitude and the the mentality of take a bad shot, you get pulled. And maybe that's what they do from here on out. And if so, it worked. It worked against Kennesaw State. And I'm interested to see what the approach is on Sunday to Ohio State. And if it if it's that same if it's that same game plan same identity, by all means, man. If it works and you at least show up, number one, you have to show up. That's step one. Number two, you have to have effort. And number three, then you can worry about the score. Because if you're not giving effort and you're not even showing up, then you can you can predict what the score is about to be. And it's going to be a remix or a replay of that Michigan game. And I understand people that, you know, the Kennesaw State uh, take a bad shot, you get pulled, and how people are, are worried how the players might be looking over their shoulders and everything. But I I don't think that should be an issue with them looking over their shoulders because they know what a good shot is. They know what a bad shot is. Yep. They know what shots they should be taking, what shots they practice, and they work on all of the time that are good shots for them. They know, and Fred knows, what shots are good for them. Yeah. Certain players taking step back threes or, or you know, trying to cross somebody over and still taking the shot when you haven't created any space, those are bad shots. They know it. They know it. Fred knows it. That's why they get pulled. My only issue is if the person you put in the game, you know, heat check or, or takes a bad shot, where do you go from there? Do you go further onto the bench or do you let that person keep going or bring in the person you had just subbed out? That's my only issue. It seemed as if he allowed um, the sub – to, you know, if they take a bad shot, get one more opportunity. Yeah. If they take another one, then they get pulled and the and the starter, whoever they were subbed in for, comes back into the game. But I like that idea because it, it holds people accountable. You know what you're supposed to do. You know how or the the job you have to win this game. And if you deviate from that process, you're going to sit on the bench and you're gonna have to talk to coach and tell him why you did what you did. Well, it's the same same thought that I had yesterday with the football program is you buy in, you embrace your role, or or we're gonna do this thing without you. Because we have confidence in what we're building, we know what it works. And, and Beansky makes a good point on the text line. Um, condensed showing up is is just giving effort. And you're absolutely right. Maybe a better way that I should have phrased it, and I appreciate it, Beansky. Maybe the way I should have phrased it, I know I appreciate it, Beansky. <laughs> um, the way I should have phrased it was not allowing poor shots mid-game or poor decisions mid-game affect your effort on the other side of the floor. Whether that's bad defensive play affecting poor or your, your shot quality or vice versa, where it's affecting poor shots or allowing poor shots to affect your defensive play. Mm -hmm. 
that's where maybe I I should have I should have. I mean, you can you can you can give effort effort and still not be there mentally. You can be mm-hmm. you know somewhere else and still be attempting to give good effort. But if you're not if you're not all in on that certain day on that certain game, yeah. It's it's hard to do really anything. So the first step is is showing up and getting your mind right and prepared for that game, and then you go out and give effort. But I, I do understand what Beansky's trying to get at. Yeah, you're absolutely right. All right, let's take a break. Do you say we do the chip tip jar? I say we do the tip jar. All get right. your texts in. Get your get your comments in on Facebook, Twitter, or Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Uh, you know, it can be anything from sports related to not sports related. It's if if you listen to Happer and Schaefer rip. Uh, it's just like the text bag. Yeah, we took the text bag. Let us know what's up. Give us some crazy things. Give us some fun things to talk about. Give us some sports things to talk about. Doesn't really matter. But that'll be happening right after this break, right here on the Happy Hour. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. 